Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the New York Yankees, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm your host, Don. Thanks for tuning in. Today I'll be talking about the Rangers losing 5-2 to Vancouver on Sunday night at MSG. So let's go ahead and get started. The New York Rangers lost 5-2 to Vancouver Sunday night at Madison Square Garden. Alexander Georgiev started in goal for the Rangers over Igor. It's been a really long time since Georgiev was in goal, which is just fine with most Ranger fans, including this one that you're listening to. Um, he is our backup goalie for a reason. Igor is probably going to win the Vezina Trophy this year, so the more that we see of him in goal and the less of Georgiev, the better for the Rangers. But you have to play your backup goalie. I understand that. Everyone understands that. But it just seems like every time we do... We don't look good and bad things happen. And such was the case Sunday night at Madison Square Garden. And this is not to say that this is Georgiou's fault entirely, um, but it's got to be a little bit his fault. But certainly the Rangers played very poorly most of the game on Sunday evening. Uh, it was one nothing Vancouver, three minutes into the game. Rangers kind of failed to clear the puck. You know, up at their own blue line in their own defensive zone. They left someone wide open who got a pass about maybe 12 feet in front of Georgiev and who put it right behind him. This is three minutes into the game. I mean, I, I know it's not Georgiev's fault, but you start your backup goalie three minutes in, you're down a goal. It's just so deflating for the Rangers and for their fans. Um, the Rangers made a lot of mistakes in the first period. Several bad giveaways early on led to bad things, as well as some lackluster attempts to clear the puck and maybe some kind of shitty back-checking, I think. You know, they have to do a better job of that sometimes. I can't imagine that Gallant was very happy with that early effort. The Rangers ended up with two power plays in the second period. I'm sorry, in the first period. Two power plays in the first period, and right after the second one, which they failed to score on, uh, either one. The Rangers then gave up a goal, the second goal, off the rush. Vancouver had, I don't know, a 2 nothing lead at the end of the first period. And it's hard to blame Georgiev again for either of those two goals, but get the feeling that Igor would have stopped at least one of those goals, if not both of them. So it's just, it's just tough to watch. I always seem to get frustrated when Igor's not in goal because I know the Rangers continually struggle to actually put pucks in the net themselves. So getting less than great goaltending is, you know, the, the Rangers don't have any room for error because they're so poor offensively, especially five on five. So having, you know, the Vezina trophy leading candidate sitting on the bench while we watch our team losing is, is a tough thing for a Ranger fan, and I can understand that. In the second period, it was a tough period for the Rangers. They were they were really bad in the second period. Um, there was a shot from the boards. It deflected uh, off a Vancouver player right over Georgiev, and it was a 3 nothing lead at that point for Vancouver. I mean, it was a great deflection, but I can't remember really a single game this year where the Rangers were down 3 nothing when Igor was in goal. I'm, it's probably happened, but none come to mind, I got to say. So, you know, you're sitting there, it's 3 nothing early in the second period, and you're thinking, you know, when's the last time this happened? You know, maybe never this year because, you know, Igor generally doesn't let that happen. But you have to guard yourself against that because you watch the Rangers play, and it's hard to understand why, but is it an effect of bad goaltending or does the poor play lead to bad goaltending because they're harder shots to stop? Either way, the Rangers played like shit, 
And Georgiev wasn't terrible, but he also wasn't great. He made some good stops along the way, especially being off for a month. But, you know, I just, like I said, I can't remember a single game this year where the Rangers were down 3 nothing when Igor was in goal. You know, and it's, the Rangers were playing three games in four nights, so maybe it was, they were just tired. Um, you know, the Rangers looked like shit midway through the second period. Um, Chris Kreider, who at least in this game, he was not invisible. You know, the last two or three games, he went back to, you know, those streaks of Kreider's years past where you don't even know if he's dressed in the lineup, you don't hear his name. This year you heard his name, but mostly for bad things. Um, you know, you heard his name, you know, because once again, he could not score on multiple prime scoring chances. He was denied on a breakaway and several other point-blank opportunities. Carter continues to get denied on what seems like, to me, outstanding scoring chances. And chances that I think most other forwards would score on. And it's frustrating as hell to watch. I'm sure he's frustrated, but for me, it's like... Dude, you know, you got to stop going through these long, long periods of droughts and, and, and not showing up. He showed up last night and just didn't score, especially in a couple big opportunities. There were several times where if he had just scored, the game would have turned. He didn't. He got blanked. The other team came down and scored. And, you know, that's the end of it. So after failing to score on their third consecutive power play, the Rangers, about 15 minutes into the second period, you know, to a Vancouver team, by the way, that is last in the NHL at killing penalties, last. So they went over three. The power play is, is having trouble. Rangers took a penalty of their own and immediately proceeded to give up yet another goal. So the Rangers are down 4 nothing now in the second period. Their special teams, the Rangers, sucked on Sunday night. I'm sorry. You know, you have to come up big when other things are not going well, and they didn't. Um, and also, by the way, in a shock to exactly zero people, the Rangers lost several big face-offs, especially on the power play, you know, for Vancouver, including the face-off that led to the Vancouver power play goal in the second period. <clears throat> And had they just won that faceoff, they probably would have killed it off since Vancouver scored with, I don't know, I think it was about two seconds left in the power play. Lafreniere finally scored a goal for the Rangers. The friggin' Rangers can't score anything. Uh, Lafreniere scored with about 10 minutes left in the game. It was a really nice goal, actually. It was a one-timer off a really nice feed from Mika. Lafreniere to point to some positives for this Rangers, really seems to be coming on lately. And that's a good sign for the suddenly struggling Rangers. We need Lafreniere and everyone to to pick it up. And it is good to see Lafreniere's game starting to rise in all, in all facets. He's passing well. He's shooting well. He's scoring some lately. Um, he continues to play well. And he continued the rest of the game to play well. Uh, the Rangers did get it to within 4-2 on a Panarin shot that rebounded right to Strom in the crease, who put it in. Um, Strom, I would say, did not have another, uh, had another poor game again, I would say, Ryan Strom. Um, but he was standing in the right place at the right time and got a rebound and put it in to make it 4-2. The crowd was very loud, and the Rangers had some chances after that, but uh, we ended up uh, pulling the goalie, Galanted. And Vancouver added an empty net goal, and the Rangers ended up losing 5-2. to two. <clears throat> The last five minutes of the third period pretty much provided the only offense that the Rangers have had in about two and a half games. They've been kind of shit 
on offense for a long time, and it's been pretty glaring in the last game and a half, two games. In the end, I guess, for this game, you can call it a tired team loss. Three games and four nights. You can call it a sloppy effort. You can call it a goaltending. That was not at the normal spectacular level that we're used to as Rangers fans because Yorgov was in there. You can call it whatever you want, but this is not a game the Rangers can play when their backup goalie is in. They certainly need to pick it up and, and play better when they don't have their star goaltender in the game. And and they did not do that. They went the other way with their play. Heedle was a healthy scratch for the second game in a row. We'll see if Coach Gallant gets him back in the lineup after this second consecutive Ranger loss. Um, I think for sure we're going to see that. Morgan Barron played well against Pittsburgh. I didn't really notice him playing as well against Vancouver Sunday night. So in my mind, we're probably going to see Heedle back in the lineup Wednesday night and probably Barron back off, you know, the lineup out of the lineup. We'll see what happens. The Rangers need a shot of a gentleman. I mean, I think it's clear. Watching this team play, you know, they need a blowout or two. They need some breathing room. They need some space. Every game that they win seems to be by one goal where they're just putting every ounce of effort and, and every ounce of goaltending generally, you know, to stop, you know, the other team in a one-goal game or winning it in overtime or winning it in a shootout. They need a game where the Rangers score five or six friggin' goals. Give themselves a little goddamn room to breathe here because it's so annoying and stressful to, to watch every night. 2-1, 3-2, 1-1, it's in overtime. It is good in one way because these are the kind of games that you'll see in the playoffs often. And to have a great goalie and to be good in close games and lots of experience in close games does help in playoffs. But there are many, many other times where you need to put the puck in the net more and give yourself some breathing room because you're not going to be perfect. And if you're always in these close games, one little mistake and you're going to lose the damn game. The Rangers are missing something. And I think it's clear as day. It's been clear as day. Sometimes when you get, it's an odd thing in hockey, you get one new person injected into the lineup sometimes and it can spark a hockey team. You know, and, and it could be J.T. Miller, who played a great game on Vancouver against the Rangers on Sunday night. Maybe they go out and get J.T. Miller. I don't know. But they need something. It's a team certainly lacking in offense. They have a lot of stars offensively, but those stars just aren't meshing or there aren't enough of them. Certainly injuries this year have killed them. Sammy Blay has been out most of the year. Kako has been out at least two weeks. He's going to be out another two or three weeks. They're shallow at forward, and they don't have enough firepower, and they're not clicking. And it's funny with hockey. Sometimes, you know, you get one person in, and everything changes. You know, you slide a couple of folks down the line on on on, on the lines, and, and it works better offensively, and sometimes it just clicks. The Rangers are in need of that spark, and the Rangers need that injection badly. And maybe it happens soon. Maybe it happens at the trading deadline but that's what the Rangers need right now is a shot of some to, to pick them up. <clears throat> I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends all about it. I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.